responsibility to empower these young people, you know, to give them education, yeah, that, that we get in the books, but, but education uh, through our life experiences. And I, I think that's so important for me as a coach. Again, I get the opportunity to teach you how to play man and how to get your hands on the receiver and how to tackle and all that. But, but I really take it uh, a few steps beyond that because I, again, I, I want to change the world through sports, and especially the young men who, who look like me, do everything I can to help them uh, be able to take the next step in their life. So when they look back, we look back, uh, we can laugh about how Coach Malone had you up here at 5 a.m. because you missed class. Uh, and so I just, just hope and pray that we all take, take that responsibility that we have uh, very seriously. It's the Empowerment Perspective Podcast, hosted by Demiso Josie and Mr. Kareem Spence. Stay empowered. Stay empowered. All right, welcome to yet another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Dr. Demiso A. Josie. Join as always with my man, Kareem Spence is back in the building. How you doing, sir? I'm, I'm back. I'm fresh off vacation, man. I'm back. I'm back. You can't say vacation. The last podcast, I explained to people that you was helping children. So that's this is where I, this, that's a lie I told so, no, nah, it's actually the truth. I was helping kids by helping myself. Oh, so, got it. So it's like it's a win-win situation. So I helped me so I can actually go and be more effective in helping young people. So yes, I, I was helping kids indirectly, but directly helping myself. So you're refreshed and rejuvenated. You ready to roll now, huh? You guys are unveiling your uh, bringing kids back soon, I hear, over there in uh, <laughs> your school. Listen. They, they had to unroll and bring me back because I forgot we supposed to be there today. I'm sitting at home, relaxing. <laughs> They're not emails. Said, uh, they sent me an email like, hey, you come to work? I'm like, I'm already at work. What do you mean? I'm yeah. working now. It's like, nah, you're supposed to be in the building. I'm like, I'm supposed to be in the building? It's like, yeah. Like, no, today's Monday. Like, nobody told me anything, including Jamie. That nobody would send me a text message like, yeah, we back on Monday. Nobody said nothing. Listen, I know you got friends. Somebody tell me there's a comic out there that said, I'm a grown A man. You you supposed to be able to take care of your own business. Why you gotta have somebody uh reminding you that you gotta go to work? Well, here's the thing, right? You you would think that the times that we live in, that you should be always looking out for the black man. We're in some rough times right now. <laughs> and and from now on. Everybody should be looking out. It's, it's what we do. Gotta look out for the black man. That's what we you doing now. Just pull the race car on the fact that you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we go. I'm not even gonna touch that. We will come back to that in a, in a minute. I'm also joined by Jamie. Jamie's back in the building. How are you doing, lady? Doing well, thank you. All right. Since I'm gonna talk to you, since Kareem was not on the last podcast. We did have Curtis Valentine on. We were talking about real men teach. We were talking specifically about having black and brown males in education. What was your thoughts on that um, podcast? Um, he brought a lot of information to the table. Um, he's very inspirational. I think that we need more men in general in the field of education so that male students have role models. So he definitely had a lot of information in regards to getting students there and putting them in that direction. 
Absolutely. And we kind of broke down the myth that there is no money in education. There's actually a ton of money to make an education if you do it right. I'm actually making way more money now than I did when I was a manager in a major network uh, television network. So uh, make sure we stop telling that lie that there's no money in education because there's definitely money to be made there. And listen, if you're a young man want to get an education and you looking and you're not you're single, Listen, the field is wide open when you get into education. All the women, I think it's 82% women in education. So why not go into education for that simple fact, other than the fact that these kids need you, obviously, and need uh, male role models. But make sure that you take a look at that if, you're, if you are interested. So that was Real Men Teach. That was our previous podcast. So shout out to Curtis Valentine. Check out realmenteach.com. Has some nice apparel out there. Um, Jamie, you buy your sweatshirt yet? I'm I, I, I look it up really like it. I like them. I'm going to, going to get You said you didn't buy it? I'm going to. I'm, gonna, I'm going to purchase it tonight, actually. Yes. Okay. I, I'm going to hold you to that. Because I you got to buy one. I don't think I'm getting one. I don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't get paid for another two weeks. So. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. I'm, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one. I will. Definitely. Um, so Kareem and, and Jamie, since you're back, Kareem, I do have a take it personal. Um, I went to Wawa and I actually posted this on Facebook not too long ago. I went to Wawa and like something strange happened. There's like 20 people inside the store and everybody was nice. People was holding the door saying good morning. Somebody mm -hmm. bought coffee for somebody. Like it was the weirdest experience whatsoever. So I thought I should post this on Facebook. And I was like, you know, spread it, spread the word and say that more people should have this outlook and treat people with kindness every single day. And then the responses I started getting back was, well, wait till they got in the parking lot. They was going to cut them off anyway. And, and uh, this apparently there's this Wawa effect. So if you don't know what Wawa is for our people that are on the West Coast or down South, it's a convenience store. Um, like, you know, get your coffee and all that stuff in it. But everyone goes there in the morning. Should I be taking a personal that people misread my, my post and, and started making it to go left? And, and I was just trying to promote some happiness and, and my personal experience and how the world should be. Should I be taking that personal? It's tough, man, because like happiness now, it's this thing. It's rough out there in the streets, man. Ain't nobody happy. So <laughs> it's like crying for your downfall. Um, and they don't want you to be happy. They don't even want you to have a hot cup of coffee, let alone a free cup of coffee. Like, where's my coffee at? So, yeah, you, you should take a personal man if people just like flat out just like me nowadays. Mm -hmm. It's rough out there. Jamie, should I be taking this personal that this is not the norm? And like, this is like outside of the box. Like, why is this so far? And shouldn't this be like an everyday thing? Should I be taking a personal that everyone just don't treat everyone happy? Uh, you know, politely, I guess you could say. Take a personal. I think that if you're happy, you should spread your happiness to others. So if maybe if they're having a bad day, if they're feeling some kind of way, you have to guide them towards your happiness. I tried that in my post. I tried it in my post and they took it left. <laughs> Bring it back right. I got it. I got it. So on this today's podcast, for all you educational leaders, we're going to we talk about sports a lot here on Empowerment Perspective. So shout out to my man Carson, our 10-year-old um I'm gonna call him our reporter. You know, he had we did the 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 Super Bowl predictions and things. So he hopefully has a great future in sports broadcasting. So, um, but we do talk about sports here and there, and we talk about education. We talk about education and all educators in all shapes, forms, and fashions. So it's not just your traditional teachers. We we're about bringing you um, important content and, and and information, useful information. So 
again, LinkedIn, you guys got to sponsor us because this is that seems like to be our, 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 you know, our bread and butter. I was I was scrolling through LinkedIn as I usually do on a daily basis, and I came across this gentleman's post. Um, actually, it was a podcast, and it was a Winners Win podcast. He had some interesting um, people on there, and he was talking about um, the concept of leadership through sports. So I said, what a great idea to kind of blend those two worlds of sports and education and educational leadership and kind of bring them together. Um, as far as background concern, I believe he went to University of Texas, played at, uh, with the Detroit Lions for a little bit. Now he is, I believe, the assistant coach at Kansas State. I would like to welcome Van Malone. Sorry, how you doing? Hey, great, great to be here, Dr. Josie. Man, uh, excited to be here. You know, always excited to have the opportunity. I guess my wife says opportunity to just talk, but uh, always <laughs> excited to, to have opportunity to share and talk about leadership. Awesome, awesome. How's things down there um, in, in K-State in regards to how you guys are handling COVID um, down there? Hopefully everybody's safe and your players are, are, are doing well down there. Well, you know what, you know, as you look across the country, you know, there's some people who believe that that it's over, you know what I mean? But, mm -hmm. but our, our players are still being tested at least once a week we're being tested. Same thing with the coaches. And uh, we haven't had any positive cases because uh, for sure uh, throughout the season, we had our share of positive cases. Uh, but here, uh, since our players have been back in this semester, we haven't had any positive cases. So I would, I would say that just like the rest of our country, uh, we're on, our, on the road to recovery. Got you, got you. One of the big things that we talk about here is people's why. And we believe that your why drives behavior. So we want to know why sports, like why coaching? Like why did you get into coaching? Like what was the, the, the reason why you do what you do? And that's, that's kind of cool that you talk about the why because in sports, we always talk about the why. You know, we, we gather 130 people and we put them together. We mesh them on a team and everyone is coming from all over the country and all different walks of life. And, and so it's important that, that we do understand each other's why. But my why is, is, is really kind of simple. Uh, you know, I, I, when I was in the seventh grade, I, I just started to think about what I wanted to do, you know, what kind of job I wanted to have when I grew up, right? And, and I said, you know, I wanna do something where I can make a difference um, and I, so it wasn't, wasn't about making a lot of money because you, you surely don't make a lot of money as, as a coach. Uh, and, and I say that, but on this level of football, you may, you, I don't think I've ever been hungry, you know, um, but, but my why uh, to get to the point is, is I want to change the world through sports, right? Because in sports, uh, in sports, I have an opportunity to coach the young man who, who could leave Kansas State and who could have a son. And that son can be so empowered that that son could one day find the cure to cancer, mm. right? Or, or that daughter could one day teach the son of somebody else who could, who could find the cure to cancer. And so I feel like we're all connected in that way. And as a coach, I get to, I get to dig deep, just like, I mean, we're talking about coaching is teaching, mm -hmm. right? And, and so I get to dig deep into young men and I get to, to find out what makes them tick. And I get to send them out after, after uh, 
getting them from teachers, right? After getting them from high school teachers and, 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 and grabbing them and bringing them into college football uh, and doing everything that I can to, to pour into them from a sports standpoint, from an athletic standpoint, but then also from a social, from a faith standpoint, and then, you know, being an African-American man uh, to, to help them be able to take the, those steps, but then also do it the right way as a young black man going into the world we live in today. Got you. So it definitely goes way beyond that, the concept of football um, for you. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I saw one of your podcasts, you were talking about the recruiting pro, uh, process. Now, I also do coach at uh, Rowan University women's basketball, so I understand that the, the concept of recruiting, but in the classroom, we talked about being students of your students. And one of the things that you talked about is getting to know the student athletes from all angles. And I believe one of the interviews, one of the early interviews, talked about your social media uh, right. presence and the reason why you, you went right. that, that route. How important is it as a, as a leader, because um, I'm going to say educational leader, because that's what you are, to really know who you are, you are getting, who you're recruiting, um, getting to know your students on that level. So what I what I do with, with my players is is we come into the room and, and we talk about the fact that, OK, whatever we talk about in here at this time, it stays in here. And so I start first and I and I take them through what, what I call your story. Right. Uh, and, and my wife, who's a counselor, talks about the fact that, you know, we all have records. And and when you when you know what records some people call that baggage, but when you know what records people walk in with, then you understand why my friend who, who never turned his ringer off and his ringer always rang in the staff meetings, right? You might get upset if you don't know the reason behind that, but the reason behind him never turning that ringer off is because one day he had a friend who was calling him and he didn't answer that phone and his, he, he ended up losing his friend. And so he mm -hmm. promised that he would never turn his ringer off, mm -hmm. right? He would never silence his phone for a call. But if you don't know that, right, then, then you find yourself upset about this dude who always, his phone always rings in the meeting. So, so we close the doors and we talk through my story, right? Why am I here? What's important to me? And, and I share as a coach to these players, I share some things that, that are personal to me. Right. And that just encourages them to share in the same way. And over the years, what I found is black kids, white kids, uh, tall kids, skinny kids, fat kids. They're all the same. Right. We all have struggles. And you may look at a player on my team in my group and you may say, oh, he's got it all. He's got it all together. But then you find out that just before he arrived on campus, his family was homeless. You know, and so now the kid who you anticipate because his the way he carries himself, you think he's homeless, but no, his dad's a CEO of a major corporation, mm -hmm. right? But but until you until you take the time to really sit down and and I think you know, for, for me as as a more seasoned, I'm not gonna say older, but as a more seasoned coach, you really have to be committed to go into their world. Right. Because young people of today, they live in a whole different world than, than what we grew up in. 
right? Their world has, I mean, you're talking about social media, you're talking about conspiracy theories, we all over the place, right? <laughs> and so so you really have to be intentional about getting into their world. And, and there's a certain level for them that they respect when you do that. And, and there's a certain uh, amount of education, you as the teacher, that you get when you open yourself up to be able to be willing to do that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, Jamie, when I talk to my, my staff, I talk to teachers about you have 180 days to save the student's life, and then they move on to the next the next class. So within that 180 days, we got to develop relationship with students. We got to understand those students and all those things. What are some of the tools that you use in your classroom to get to know your students on a consistent basis? Because I mean, even within those 180 days, they go through so many things. They might be going through, a, the, the family might be going through a divorce, somebody may have died. Like, how do you do it in your classroom? Like, how do you keep tabs on being a student of your students? So as a special ed teacher, I have the advantage of getting to know students before I actually get to know students, but that doesn't always necessarily help. So I always read information on my students prior to them coming into the classroom, but then I put that information away. I glance through it and put it away because I need to get to know them on a more personal level. So that takes a week, two weeks of not worrying about academics and focusing more on me getting to know them and them getting to know me um, before we move forward. Because the more you know your, your students, the better rapport you have with your students, the more you're going to get out of your students. So it's worth putting that time in in the beginning in order to get more out at the end. Absolutely, I understand. And for me, there's two levels. So I have a staff and I have students and then technically, well, three levels and I have the community. So there's a lot of factors that I have to, people I got to know and students that I have to know in order to, to be effective. Now, Kareem, you're almost in the same boat with me as a, as a guidance counselor. I mean, because you, you see a lot of different kids and a lot of different, uh, and in a lot of different lights. Like, how do you get to, to know your students on a daily basis? Well, it's, it's, it's a little bit challenging, a little bit more challenging than what Jamie has to go through because she, you know, will be able to get reports. Um, typically, when I get a visit from a parent or from a student, it's a problem. Like, nobody ever comes in with good stuff. It's always something. So either they're being referred either by an administrator, they're being referred by a teacher or, or a parent may call um, and ask me to talk. So... I only get one chance to build a rapport. That's all I get. So like coach, if I'm not able to get into their world and use like a technique of being able to get them to feel like they're not being judged, I lose them. And once I lose them, I lose them forever. And mm -hmm. I also not only just lose them, I also lose the parent. Mm -hmm. so, so for me, it's more so of bringing them in and making them feel welcome making them feel that this is a place where as though they can actually come and share and not have to worry about any other stressors other than the, the reason that they're there. So I try to remove all of that and I give them all the time that they need to be able to express and be able to talk. And then once we're able to identify what that trigger or what that stressor is, now we have to use humor because now we have to reflect back on whether or not if this was actually something that we should be upset about. Hmm. So it's it's definitely like Coach said. It's definitely a a technique that you have to use to be able to you know build that rapport. And once you got them, and they and you can understand their world, and they know you understand their world, there's nothing they won't do for you. Right. 
Now, Coach, in education, we talk often about creating safe spaces for students to be themselves and to be able to express themselves. Now, as a coach, you got players coming, like you said, from all parts of the country. Um, and to be honest, like you're, I was one of those people, like you had to break down that exterior before I even opened up to you um, about anything personal. How do you create safe spaces for these, these athletes? Um, and my assumption is it begins during the recruiting process, but how do you break down and create safe spaces for your athletes to be able to, to open up and be able to tell you some of the things that, are, you know, their baggage and things of that nature? So, so, so one of the things that my wife all, she, as a coach, you know, you, you want, you want to teach them how to play man to man, right? You want to teach them how to uh, avoid from that receiver catching a slant route. You want to teach them how to tackle. So, so you spend a high majority of your time or a high amount of your time talking, right? Well, when we talk about this safe space, you want to listen. Like Kareem said, is that it's your time to listen. And it's funny, we talk about that. I, I, I went somewhere on the internet and, uh, and I searched questions that you would ask to, to build a relationship or to find out, I might've said something about to be more intimate. And so these questions were directed at you to your partner, but I redirected them. I wanna know about you. So it's questions about, you know, uh, who would you go to dinner with? You know, those type questions. Where would your favorite, where would your vacation be? And so, so my players, in, in order to build this relationship, I've had some of these guys that I've coached for three years, you know, since I've been here. But I think as coaches, we do spend a lot of time teaching man coverage, teaching tackling, teaching all those football things. And, and we really have to get in and 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 dig into the person right you have to dig into the person and i know we say it but um when those kids come into your your office you have to ask them questions don't talk just i asked the question okay would you have a would you rather have a dog or a cat tell me why and uh and then i always like i like to tell them where that question came from I had a screensaver that um, that had uh, a castle in Scotland, you know, the, the, the Bing screensaver gives you all these places you can travel. So that was one of my questions one day. If you could go anywhere in the world for a weekend, where would you go? Hmm. I had dudes tell me they would go to Greece, South Africa. It was pretty cool. Greece, South Africa. And so we we just talked about that. We talked through that. And, you know, there are some people uh, and I told them this, there's some people who, who they have no hope of ever going to Greece, but here you are in college, right? There's probably some people back at home on the block, they have no hope of Greece, but here you are, man, it's real to you. So, so as we talk about it, you can leave this office and really start a legitimate plan for one day going to Greece, hmm. right? Whereas it's some dudes in fifth ward in houston mm -hmm. they they're not going to greece they know they're not going to greece they're not even thinking about greece they're thinking about getting greasy right <laughs> but but they're not going to greece yeah. and so questions like that uh you know kind of open it up for us but like like uh like i've been advised just to let them talk uh i talked to a guy about um today about uh drug use you know 
not that he was using drugs, but man, do you know what's going on out there in the world? You got synthetic drugs taking place, uh, uh, you know, being passed around and dudes don't even know they're smoking synthetic marijuana. They don't even know what they're smoking. And so, because I, that's an issue, right? That's an issue in college football. That's an issue in our society. So I just wanted to know what's going on in your head about this, right? Because it'll help me help you make a more educated choice when it comes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Got you. Makes sense. Let's let's talk about leadership, right? And how has it changed? Like I'm assuming, like if you look back to your, your even your college coach, high school coach, and they they led a certain way, and obviously things were different. How has leadership, in your opinion, changed from from back then to to what it is now? Even if you look at your career now, I'm sure it has changed over over the course of a couple of years. <laughs> so right here, with these with these two devices, <laughs> I can go all over the world, right? And so I can go all over the world. I can find out any answer I want and and I can watch YouTube videos on anything you're talking about, coach. So back in the day, I didn't have all that. So it was whatever the coach said. If the coach told me that I would, my head would fall off if I drank the water, I didn't drink the water. You know what I mean? If, if an adult told me whatever, I just did it. I didn't question it. I just did it. Well, these kids... They have, they have access to information. So you can't just tell them something, right? And if you, and if you tell them something and it's not right, quickly, <laughs> they can go and, and let you know that what you're saying is messed up, right? And, and, and they're so slick today that they don't even tell you that what you're saying is jacked up. They just know you're jacked up and they can airdrop it to each other to show mm-hmm. that what you, so, so you just have to, you have to understand that you have to come with explanations. Just like I said, when I ask the question, I tell them where the question came from. But also as a coach, I tell them that there's a high level of trust that has to happen. Back in the day, you trusted. I don't know why you trusted, you just trusted. But I tell our players, I've been doing this before you were born, right? So so you have to have a, a level of trust that I'm, that I'm gonna work hard to put you in the right position. I'm gonna work hard to tell you the right thing. So there has to be a level of trust, right? And I know that I'm accountable to give you the right information. So I would say that's the biggest difference is that you can't just tell them, you can't just tell them and expect them to do it. But there is also, I'm the coach, right? I'm mm-hmm. the coach. And, and, and you're, gonna, you're gonna have to do it the way I'm saying do it. That's why they pay me 18, dollars an hour you know to do that you know and so you're going to have to have a level of trust yeah um so jamie in the classroom how, how big is uh you know trust um it, exactly what coach is saying and one of the things that <clears throat> i guess i try to tell young people that try to get into education especially in today's day and age be careful what you post and also make sure that you, what you are saying is factual um, there's especially now, um, there's so much stuff that people are saying. I know you might feel a certain kind of way about certain things and you want to say stuff. I want to say stuff all the time, but I know better not to put certain things out there um, and, and, and you know, put my, lot, my, my job on the line. People are losing their jobs because of, of mm-hmm. certain things that they're saying um, in the educational space. Um, but also, you got to also come with some, some factual information, especially in today's 
uh, climate when we're dealing with, like, say, race relations and cultural competence and stuff like that. You can't just be putting information out there and not backing it up with facts because it's so easy to find information. Um, but along the lines of building trust, um, like how, how do you, you know, how do you go about building trust in, within your, your classroom and creating that safe space for them to be able to express themselves and to believe in you? So I, I, my favorite thing to do in school is to build relationships with students. I love teaching, but I love the social, the relationship part first. And I think that the most important thing to do with your students is to let them know that, that I'm, an, I'm not perfect. I am. I make mistakes, I look stuff up, I try things two times and three times, I'm human just like they are. So I don't come into the classroom and say, this is how it's going to be because I come into the classroom and say, I'm gonna figure this out. If you have any ideas, share with me and we can figure it out together. I also let students know that if you're having a bad day, if you're having an off day, if you are about to make a bad choice, come and see me first. I will close my door and you can get it all out of your system and then we will proceed from there. So I think that that has helped me to build um, the strongest relationships with my students. Gotcha. Now, Kareem, you see, you strike me as a type of person that don't want to admit that you're wrong sometimes to your students. Like, yeah, I feel like you feel like you're always right all the time. So <laughs> do you to make that balance or you, will you stick to your guns? Like, no, I'm right. Even though when you know you're wrong, <laughs> you say you're right. And I just, I just got this funny feeling that you're that type of person. <laughs> Here's the thing. It always becomes like a teachable experience so that I'm testing you to see whether or not you actually know whether I'm right or wrong. Because even when I'm wrong, I'm still right because I'm teaching you a lesson. <laughs> so I'm never actually wrong. Lesson. You always have, how you say it, coach, keep your head on the swivel. Always keep your head. You're wrong for even thinking I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I might be wrong, but because you're thinking I'm wrong and you don't know I'm wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> I get it. Top to turvy. Absolutely. You got you to switch it off. You got to switch it on. They keep you thinking. You're actually wrong. That's too funny. couple more questions here, Coach, before we, we uh, switch it up a little bit. So in your opinion, what makes a good leader? <laughs> I, I think that a leader, what Jamie said, is you have to be willing to be vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be able to, and I think this is in any, any place, you have to be able to share the vision, right? What is the vision? What are we trying to do? You have to be able to explain. You, you want people to follow you. You have to be able to explain to them where they're going, right? Mm -hmm. you, you, you have to show people that you are concerned about their development, right? If you're a head coach uh, uh, or if you're a coach of, of players, you have to be uh, willing to. So in my role here at Kansas State, I'm the assistant head coach. And, and there's a lot of people, you know, and a lot of coaches who have that title. And, and in a lot of places, it really doesn't mean anything. It means that uh, I gave you this title because I didn't want to lose you to another school. But here, I really get an opportunity to work alongside our head coach. And, and so he is a, a coach who he wants to develop people. He's developing me to be a head coach. And so I take that same attitude in developing our younger coaches. So I believe that's a mark of a great leader is that you just not like some leaders, leaders they just want to hover over the people who work for them and they don't want to let them go anywhere. Well, well, you think this guy just wants to be your running back coach forever? You know what I mean? You don't think he wants to be like you are? And so a leader, I believe in the coach's terms, 
a leader wants to develop you for your next step, right? He wants to do everything he can to develop for the next step. When we talk about these kids that we coach and that we teach, we're preparing you for the next step. And then, and then um, uh, to me, a, a good leader is, is willing to, is willing to accept, accept, like I said earlier, be vulnerable, but accept defeat. So, so when we lose, I will stand in front of the press, right? Mm -hmm. When we lose, but when we win, I saw this on a movie, uh, the, the hockey movie, um, the USA national hockey team. Uh, when, when they, they're, they were uh, going against the Russians. It was a few mm -hmm. years back that movie. I can't remember the name, but the coach was on them. He was drilling them. Right. And then when they defeated the Russians, he ran off the, off the ice. And, and they asked him, why'd you do that? And he said, you know what? This is their moment. He said, my moment was all the time before that, mm -hmm. but I didn't want the cameras in my face. This is their moment. And I think great leaders, they're willing to do that, right? And I, I didn't say, there's some head coaches, they like bring the camera over here. Right. But you know, when I, when I saw that movie, when I saw him run off the ice, uh, and let those guys celebrate and let them get, then that's a leader. You mm. know what I mean? And something you said that kind of struck a chord with me, and I'm wondering why more educational leaders don't do that. Um, I remember a similar situation. I was coaching soccer. We were in the playoffs, and it was a penalty kick. Came down to penalty kicks. And I remember I didn't even – I got penalty kicks. All the teams line up at the half half field, and, they, you know, all the people want to pay attention. I walked down the other end of the, the, the field and let them have at it. I let them know who the lineup was and let them have at it. And the reporter asked me, why, why did I do that? I said, that was about them. I said, my job was done. And uh, at the end of the day, they that was, you know, their moment to shine. So when I look in, in education, though – a lot of educational leaders don't necessarily do that. Like you obviously are in front when, you know, things are going bad, but mess around and get a blue ribbon school or get a green ribbon school. It's always the leader that's up there in front of the cameras. Like, why aren't we putting these students in front? They're the ones that did it. So why aren't we putting these, these kids in front? So there's something that uh, any educational leader out there might want to start to think about is, the kids did the work really at the end of the day. So let's, let's praise them. Let's put them in the spotlight. Yeah. Um, so that's something I definitely think that is transferable into the, the educational area. One more question, one more serious question anyway. Who was that one leader that impacted you? Who was that one person that, you know, pretty much set you on that path or several, but who, who are those people that kind of set you on the path that you are right now? You know, you, you spoke earlier about this podcast that I've had opportunity to do. And, you know, these leaders, and, and that's why I think leadership is so, is so malleable. It's so, I mean, it, it, it continues to grow, right? It continues to update itself. And I read a lot of leadership books uh, uh, just, to, just to continue to find different ways to say what we all know. I, I believe that leadership, it really comes from the Bible, right? Uh, the, Jesus was the greatest leader because because he he served right and a lot of leaders want to be served right but mm. but when you serve right that and I try to teach my play course and I can't be doing that in, in the schools but uh you know even even on this level but when you teach people how to serve it all it, it comes back I always say I say the more you care the more you give and the more you give the more you care right and it just 
And so, so to me, uh, that that's big, but the, but the greatest leader, uh, in my life was my dad, uh, mm -hmm. because all the stuff I'm talking about being selfless, uh, being committed to things, being able to communicate, being able to keep people on track, being able to direct and, and articulate the vision. Those are things that my dad did as a father. And, and, you know, I lost my dad when I was in college, but, but so many of the lessons that he gave me uh, as, a, as a father daily, I'm inspired because, because I remember those lessons. And so to me, I'm like, damn, I, if, if, I, if I ever leave this earth, I want to make sure that I'm leaving some things for my kids the way my dad did for me. Because the little nuggets that he dropped, sometimes he was dropping nuggets with a belt in his hand. And, mm -hmm. and, and I, I mean, I, it's, I remember some things that he said, <laughs> you know, but, but that's, the, he inspired me to be who I am as a father first, but then as a father to so many, so many other people's kids over the years. Gotcha. Jamie and, and, and Kareem, I don't think I've ever asked you that question. Who, who's that person um, that, that I guess you learned from that you took the most from? I'll go first, Jamie. But I have like a team of people that actually helped me develop. Um, that I wouldn't be able to say it was just one single person without disrespecting the others. Um, so like, like coach, I'll, I'll start off, you know, with my dad. Um, and then I'll probably say that and I often say this many times, Dr. King, which is my mentor. Mm -hmm. Then I have a, a whole cast of like older cousins, like my brother, my cousin, Kason, my cousin T, um, my cousin Buck. So it, it, I have like a whole team of people. Like you met them even when you came down uh, for my dad's thing. So mm -hmm. it, it was a whole team of people that, you know, helped me along the way. Um, and cleared the path for me. So I, I can't say it was just one particular person because it was like a team and I'm leaving people out. But um, it was some very influential people that I have um, still in my life today that that helps me and they continue to help me. So um, like it's like life it continues to happen and you still need to, need to have that team. Right. Jamie, how about you? <clears throat> Kareem, I don't, there's not a singular person that I would say I learned the most from. It's a multitude of people, my mom and my dad, but for different reasons because my mom is so different from my dad. Um, I'm going to say my older sister, though, too. She's always, always there. I can call her, I could call her right now and she'd answer the phone and say, What? What's wrong? What are we doing? Like, tell me what it is. So um, she, she always has my back and, and I learn a lot from her. Um, and she guides me a lot more than a lot of people have got you hold on, hold on real fast yeah don't tell tell your sister i'm coming for that business too i'm gonna be the pickle king that's what i'm gonna do in may for her franchise wait a minute that's free publicity we're doing free publicity right she gotta pay for that wait a minute uh, <laughs> we can't do that can i, can I add something to that yes sir is, is that like most because I've asked that question before, and a lot of people will say their dad. A lot of men, they will say their dad. And and so how important is a father? Mm -hmm. right? How important, if, if a guy, if you're a father, how important is that? But then, like for us in education, how important is our role, right? Because mm -hmm. there's some young men, what if he doesn't have that? But 
but we all know how important that person is. It might not be your natural father, but how important it is to have a man, if you're a young man, to lay those to lay those tracks for you. Uh, and that's another reason I think, man, that, that we all do what we do. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's definitely- Can I add to that too? Go ahead. Say like from, a, from a personal level, my son started football this year uh, on a team that he's never played on before. Um, he played six years on another team. And when the coaches met him, they just met a, a, just a young man. But when they learned his story, one of the head coaches took me aside and said, what is his story? Tell me what's going on. And I shared some personal information with him. This was the most important football year he's have ever had, not just from a physical level, but he was able to build bonds with, with male figures that he's never been able to do before. So that leadership was so important seeing them pat him on the back, hit him on the helmet, that meant more than anything else he did physically on the field this year. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Um, even looking at my own personal life, and I, I, I didn't have too many positive male role models growing up. My father left and then everyone in the neighborhood was doing whatever they you know, uh, wanted to do. Luckily I had two older brothers who kind of modeled and then gave me some examples. Um, but uh, Steve Harvey has said something that people are like um, that rocket ship, right? And you're later in your life are like that rocket ship. And at some point, the, the rockets are going to break off, right? Yeah. So that you want to get to a point. So for me, my life throughout my life, it's been filled with people that will get me to a certain point and then they would fall off. But then somebody else would pick up and then it would fall off. So when I, now that I'm in, a, in this space, I try to just learn from every single conversation that I have. Like, and I've learned a lot tonight. And every time I talk to somebody, I try to take the bits of peace and use it as a little boost to try to uh, go in the right direction. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it, it doesn't. You know, life is, you know, like a bowl of spaghetti. You have your ups and downs and it's not, it's not very lin linear, but it is important to have uh, a huge support system and people around you that are going to uplift you and, and put you in, in right directions. But understand that they're not going to be there your whole entire life. You know, they might get lucky at one or two that are there for long periods of time, but there's going to be periods of, of, of uh, you know, people are going to be there for a reason for a short period of time for you to learn and, and to adjust to. Um, Coach, um, just real quick, your podcast, where can people find the, your podcast? I definitely want to promote that. It's uh, it's actually on all the on the Google's on the Google podcast. It's uh, winners win, leaders lead with Van Malone. You can of course find it on YouTube as well. Man, it, it that initially I didn't want to do that, right? Because I'm a coach. I'm not a I'm not a journalist, right? I'm that, so in my head, it was you are trying to get me to be a reporter, mm -hmm. right? A journalist. That's not what I want to do. But to have opportunities to to discuss leadership with conference commissioners, mostly people in sports leadership, conference commissioners, athletic directors, uh, a guy who just coached in the Super Bowl, uh, head coaches. Like I said, to, to have the opportunity to hear that leadership that this guy says or this young lady says is the same as another person says. They're saying it in a different way right? They're talking to maybe a little bit different audience, but it's the same. It's the same things that we're talking about here tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's just how you present it. Uh, there's some people that operate with a lot of passion. And then there's some people that don't, they just read it in a book mm -hmm. and they're just trying to read those lines from the book. And that's how they giving it to you. Right? And it doesn't work at that point. 
I take that personally. We do a lot of speaking in, in different places around the country. And when I see some of these people speaking, I'm like, seriously, like you just, all you're doing is re, re, you know, regurgitating what you just read in a book. There's no passion behind it. Right. There's no purpose behind it. That, that irks me. Um, so one of the things that we pride ourselves on, like just like this podcast is not scripted. None of our presentations are scripted. So it comes from the heart, a genuine place. We know our material. We kind of just um, give it to you, you know, raw and cut. And this is what it is. Um, so um, I definitely can understand that. I'm going to turn this part of the program over to Kareem, Mr. Petty Spence. There's a reason why we call him Mr. Petty Spence. And if you people that have been following us, you know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so Kareem, I'm going, I'm going to open it up for you so we can close out this podcast on a, on a little lighter note. Okay. So, so coach, uh, for the last couple years, I've been on a mission um, to get people to embrace their certain level of, of pettiness. Um, and, and you being the assistant head coach of Kansas State football, um, and plus you're a man of God, so you can't lie. Um, which, I, I you might, say? though. <laughs> you, can't, still, you can't lie. I'm like Steve Harvey. He's still working on me. <laughs> well, you just know that. So, so would you would you say that you you have some pettiness that lies in you as coach? Well, when you started talking, I just thought of all the petty things that I, I mean, I got <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. so, so let me, okay, so now that you're on the team, coach. Now, I, I think that it's only right that we we um start like a GoFundMe account, and we just change the name Kansas State to Petty University. And we just go from there. We just go get all petty players and we're going to win national championship. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I like it. I mean, petty people are people too. Yes. And we have to embrace them and we have to love them. Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds like a new t-shirt. Petty people are people too. I like, I like. That's right. Let's go with that one. We don't need to go for it. We can sell that shirt. <laughs> petty Only petty people would understand it. <laughs> So let me ask another question. Uh, question, Miso. Yes, sir. So, 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 are you are you part of the hip hop culture by any chance? Uh, when you say, "Am I a part of it?" I mean, I yes. Do you live it, breathe it, eat, sleep, all that? I, 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 like I said, I have to in my role. I have to, I have to kind of dig into it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, your, your top five rappers, your playlist. Uh, who, who you listening to? Um, so, so, so when you get to cursing a lot, you get to saying that N word too much for me, that kind of, mm -hmm. that, it digs into me. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I go clean. I, you're going to have to go clean and clean normally. So when I became a father, I couldn't listen to who I wanted to listen to because my kid's in the car. Mm -hmm. So then I said, well, damn, I can't listen to it if my kid in the car. Why am mm -hmm. I listening to it? Right. Um, mm -hmm. but I am. I am a LL Cool J fan, right? Okay. That's, that's old school. It's, a lot of people yeah, don't understand it, right? Okay. I am, I, I like Lil Wayne, right? Okay. Um, I like Drake. Drake is these dudes uh, for today. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I, I want to make sure I say my dude's name, uh, Dirk. A Lil little Dirk. Dirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, because my players, they listen to him, so they got me listening to him. <laughs> uh, and then and then Kodak Black. I, I okay. Like, I like that flavor. And then, uh -huh. I, mean, I could keep going. 
Um, oh, this is your playlist? This is who you listen to? Not yeah. so much who the players listen to. This is who coach listen to? Yeah, I listen to it. I listen to it. Like I said, we, we try to stay clean. Uh, Lil, Lil okay. Wayne got a lot of clean stuff. Uh, um, and then um, who else? That's that's all I can think of right now. But I but I I'll, I mean I, again, I want to know what they listening to, right? Yes. And then I, I'm I like I like the beat. I don't necessarily when you talking and I can't understand what the hell you saying. <laughs> then yeah, we got a problem, right? Yeah, that's that's that's, that's like ninety percent. All right, last question for you, coach, before we let you go. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start a song. I want to see if you can finish. I want I'm just a test. I'm always out testing people. I was testing people last week. All right, so you ready, coach? This is right up your alley. I'm sure I'm not. Go ahead though. Okay. So favorite song for me. Well, one of my favorite songs. All right. So here's how it starts. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall. What else you got, coach? Finish that. In the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call. (laughs) 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 Now now, you kind of chose the wrong song. Because my wife always liked LL Cool J, thought he was cute, you know what I mean? And so so when he gets to singing that song, she gets, <laughs> and I get pissed. <laughs> so, so that's, that's, that's petty. Good. That's petty right there. I got a pettier experience for you, right? So I'm so petty that I don't even listen to like R&B dudes. All my R and B is all women, cause ain't nobody gonna get excited in the car. But me. <laughs> oh, that's petty. That is petty. <laughs> that is petty. So, on the question of petty, my, yes, sir. My question is: so, my I got buddies that say that this is not petty, but so like, if if you if you ever meet a person, right, you mm-hmm. meet the person, and then you double back another day you meet that person, you see that person again, and that person does not remember that they met you, and you get pissed. Mm. Are you being petty? Because mm. that person didn't remember meeting you. Yeah, that, that, that. if you got figure Bob right now, it's petty, and it probably is. But yeah, that, that that's pretty petty, because you didn't do enough job, you didn't do good enough a job where so they can remember, remember you. So you ain't leave your mark. Okay. So you should be pissed off that they didn't remember you, huh? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's petty. Okay. I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for it. Don't come up that to guy, me. That, like, that guy's I'm... gonna buy a t-shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta let people know that they petty, and then they'll get a t-shirt. They get that t-shirt. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Well, Coach, we thank you for your time. Um, you know, definitely thank, thank you, you for, for, you know, blessing us with your presence. We hope that, you know, you guys and your, your players up there remain safe and, you know, get ready. Mm-hmm. I guess the spring's about to start and, and you know, get that, that season underway and stay healthy out there and all that. And hopefully, uh, you know, the next football season, we get back to a little bit of normalcy, bring some crowds in it. Because for me, I'm a college football fan. Mm-hmm. I, I might like it more than pro just because of the atmosphere. You get the right teams together. Um, I definitely miss miss having that. So um, definitely stay safe out there and make sure you mask mm-hmm. up. Um, but any last words for our educators out there, um, Coach, on, on your end to, to end this podcast? Uh, well, I, I think, you know, with, with the with the title of the podcast, you know, we have a great, we have a great honor, duty, responsibility to empower these young people 
you know, to give them education, yeah, that, that we get in the books, but but education uh, through our life experiences. And I, I think that's so important. For me as a coach, again, I get the opportunity to teach you how to play man and how to get your hands on the receiver and how to tackle and all that. But, but I really take it uh, a few steps beyond that because uh, I, again, I, I want to change the world through sports and especially the young men who, who look like me, do everything I can to help them uh, be able to take the next step in their lives. So when they look back and we look back, uh, we can laugh about how Coach Malone had you up here at 5 a.m. because you missed class. Uh, and mm. so I just just hope and pray that we all take take that responsibility that we have uh, very seriously. Uh, because it's the reason that that some of us sit here today because somebody did that for us. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Jamie, any last words before we get out of here? Yeah, just to feed off what, what Coach Malone said, uh, Malone said um, you know, when you look at someone just because they're they're smiling and they're playing around in the classroom, you don't know what's happening under that surface. So, you know, never take what you see on the outside for granted. Get to know your students, get to understand them, and it'll make things easier in the long run. Perfect. Kareem, any last words? Yeah, just to, uh, you know, thank Coach for you know, giving up his time because I know how busy it is uh, being a coach, especially when you're at a major university like um, Kansas State. And, and as he said, you know, communication, building relationships and, you know, learning how to to follow before you leave, you know, some really good act, attributes of becoming a leader. Um, you know, and again, I just want to thank him for his time and, you know, just coming on and, and sharing some experiences with us. Absolutely. It's all the men out there. You don't have to be in education to be an educator. You can coach on the, the youth level. You can do mentorship. Just being around and having conversations with some young men is important. Uh, we need definitely in today's day and times, and even more so, we need men um, to, to guide these young men um, down the right path and be an example. And hopefully they can learn for some of the things that you've either done great or even do your mistakes. So spend some time with a young person, um, get to know them a little bit and, and, and guide them the, in the right direction. Because at the end of the day, they're the next generation of leaders that's coming up. So we need to make sure as, as if you're, you know, older, more seasoned as, as myself, uh, you got to make sure that you uh, are, are leaving a mark um, on this world. So the question that I have to the men out there too is what is going to be your legacy? Um, think about that. What do you want to leave behind? Um, it doesn't have to be your kid. It could be somebody else's kid. So make sure you reach out in some capacity and just ask them how they're doing and how can you help them and, and, and let them kind of lead the way because that's important too. Um, just some housekeeping things real quick. And again, big shout out to the um, American Higher Education Alliance. We'll be speaking there on March 11th. Um, so check that out on relationships and education. Um, big shout out to the World Education Summit. Um, we, I'll be speaking there on the 24th. Um, should be in the UK. I said this on the last podcast, but because people don't want to mask, don't want to be masked up and socially distanced, I got to do it virtually. But big shout out to them. Um, uh, if you want to check that out, I'll put the link up there as well. Some heavy hitters are on there that are speaking. Um, and again, always shout out to um, the Innovative School Summit and all the other people that we work with throughout uh, the year. Hopefully we'll get back to normal so we can hit the road up. Um, again, Coach, thank you so much again for your time. Definitely appreciate you. Um, and uh, make sure that everyone checks us out on all the social platforms and social media outlets and all that stuff. Um, until next time, stay empowered.